welcome back for season two of the Excel Still More podcast. I am your host, Chris Emerson, and I'm here to encourage you with tips and strategies to help you deepen your faith, build stronger relationships, and do the most with your life in Christ. Thank you for joining. Let's get started. Welcome back to the program. You know how much I love it when you're here. Thank you once again for all of your support. It means everything, and you're the reason why episodes keep coming out every Monday. Per usual, I'm like level 10 excited about today's topic. I made a vow a long time ago to only share with you things that I am genuinely emotionally excited about and that are actually making a difference in my life. And this one checks those boxes for me, and I want to share it with you. First of all, let's talk about this title. Sounds kind of negative. There's no floor. You might wonder, is this going to be one of those episodes about how there really is no rock bottom? How you can fall and fall, and it can always get worse? Well, I certainly hope not. That doesn't sound like much fun to talk about, though since I said it out loud, it may be worth telling you that it can be true If we don't get our attitude right about our trials, which is largely where we are going today, and we don't approach our problems with the right kind of resolve, the truth is you may never hit rock bottom on that trajectory. There may not be a floor to that fall. But if you follow along with me for the next few minutes, you will never have to worry about that again. The floor won't even be an issue for you. You won't even see one beneath your feet. Now, before we dissect the meaning behind that, I was thinking that maybe a better episode title would be There's No Ceiling. Now, that sounds like an Excel Still More podcast title. Maybe we should talk about how there's really no upper limit to how far you can go, how much better you can get, how beautifully you can exercise your gifts when you are heading in the right direction with the right attitude. And while I totally believe that to be true, There are some fundamentals down around the floor level that need to be better understood before we can ever raise the roof. The truth is, the number one determinant in what's going to happen next in your life, on whether you will fall to new depths or reach new heights, is the way in which you handle the trial that is right in front of you. Before 2020 ever existed, You already knew what I'm talking about. Life has lots of challenges. We have personal demons to fight and plans to try to follow through with. There can be relationship breakdown. There can be socioeconomic problems. There can be problems even with the church where you worship. Life is filled with obstacles. And that's a piece of imagery I need you to hold on to early in this episode. There are a great many obstacles between you and the next place that you want to go. To the extent that you approach those obstacles, those trials, tribulations, sicknesses, and setbacks the right way, utilizing them to a tremendously positive purpose that maybe they never intended, it is that ability in you that will make all the difference. Okay, so let me give you a little comic imagery to help. A few years ago, YouTube videos started showing up titled The Floor 
is lava. Have you ever seen any of those? You can easily go Google that and there will be videos to watch all day long. And it's usually a group of teenagers at the supermarket or school or wherever. And they're just walking along like normal. One of them turns on the camera and then yells at the other person, the floor is lava. And then immediately, no matter where they are or what's going on, that person has to get off the ground. There's no floor. It's turned into lava. And so they jump on things. Maybe it's a table. Maybe it's a shopping cart. It's ridiculous. They make huge messes trying to find the most uncomfortable, out-of-place environment possible, yelling at that person, the floor is lava, and watching them leap into the air to land on some obstacle. So I watched a few of those and got a good laugh and went on with my life. But this year, in 2020, on Netflix, a show was produced, a game show called Floor is Lava. And it's set up with that same premise. There's a room where there's no floor. There's just red water colored and smoke coming off of it to make it look like lava. And it starts with a team, two or three people who walk into the room and stand on a block. And they see a door on the other side of the room, but there's no floor. You can't just walk from here to there and collect your $10,000. Instead, between them are a series of obstacles, big round balls that you can jump on, or platforms that seem just a little too far away, or narrow bridges, or pieces that move when you land on them, and the objective is to get from the starting point to the finishing point without a floor to walk on, using the obstacles to get where you need to go. And that's something I want you to begin processing, using the obstacles as tools to get where you need to go. In fact, in that scenario, if there were no obstacles, no balls, no planks, no ropes, it would not be possible to get from one point to the other because there's no floor. So, by the way, it's a hilarious game show. We watched it as a family, and most of them don't make it. They fall off, and they do this dramatic sort of splash down in the lava and disappear underneath it. But those who do, the few who do, They work hard, and they work together, and they take leaps of faith, and they get bumps and bruises, and they rely on each other, and when they make that last leap to the other side, there is exuberance and a big payout. I want you to begin to think about your life like that room. You are a contestant on Floor is Lava, and there you are, maybe with the people closest to you in this life, standing on a block, and there is a door at the other side. And I don't know what that door means for you. I don't know if it's a fitness goal or a finance goal or a friendship goal or a faith goal, but where you want to be is not where you are standing. It's on the other side of that room. The problem, there's no floor. If there was a floor, you would just walk over there. If all of those obstacles were exactly where they are now, but there was a floor, you wouldn't jump on the obstacles. You would ignore the obstacles. They would be an annoyance to you, and you would walk right around them. And I'm starting to wonder if this is how Christians think it's supposed to work, that there will be, God said, there will be trials, and there will be temptations, 
and there will be setbacks, and there will be sickness, and there will be trouble. And what you really want to do is just try to walk around them. Just forget about them. Push them to the side. You don't need them. You don't use them. They don't help you. You just try to avoid them at all costs. And sometimes we can, but most of the time we can't. There's no floor. The only way to get there is to leap upon them, subdue them, and use them as a jumping point to the next obstacle. This reminds me of James chapter 1. I know we reference this verse often in this program where the Bible says, Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its perfect result so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Here's the game show interpretation of that verse. Be thankful that there are planks and ropes and balls and obstacles Because if they weren't there for you to master, for you to utilize, to show endurance, to pass the test, to move forward, you would not be able to get where God needs you to go. Let me share a quote with you by a woman named Jana Levin. She is a theoretical cosmologist. I'm not going to pretend that I know much more about what that is other than how to pronounce it, and I don't know her in any personal type of way, but I do subscribe to weekly emails from a guy named James Clear. He wrote the book Atomic Habits, excellent book, and every Thursday he sends out an email with some short quotes and information to help you through the weekend. Here is a quote that was provided in his email a couple of weeks ago, again, from Theoretical cosmologist Jan Eleven on obstacles. I used to resent obstacles along the path, thinking, if only they hadn't happened, life would be so good. Then I suddenly realized, life is the obstacles. There is no underlying path. Okay, yeah, I'll wait here a minute so you can hit the back button and listen to that again. Do you know what she's saying? There's no floor. The obstacles, the trials, the endurance, the challenges to master, that is your life. It is a series of obstacles to overcome. And everyone you master positions you to attack the next. And every time you pass one to the next, you get closer to wherever you want to go. Like the Bible says in James 1 concerning your faith and your walk with God, each one of those you pass brings you closer to who God wants you to be, not just where God wants you to go. The mastering of the obstacles changes you, and that's just as important as where it leads you. And look, a lot of people don't look at problems this way. Even Christians can look at something in their life and go, I can't believe this happened to me. Why is this happening to me? Why can't it be easier? Why in my marriage are we always coming back to these same problems? Why in my finances am I always coming short at the end of the month? Why do people in my life keep getting sick? I wish there were no obstacles here. And so, 
instead of understanding that they are the stepping stones, we see two problems arise. Problem one is we don't do anything. We just stand there at the entrance of that room, staring at those things, waiting for them to miraculously disappear. We don't try to get around them or under them or over them or use them. We're just mad that they're there. And of course, in the game show format, there's a timer on that thing. You only get 20 minutes or something like that to get across this room. You can't stare at it for the first 18 minutes and make it. We stare at our problems hoping that we can make them break the gaze and walk away. But again, that wouldn't even be good for you in many cases. They're actually vital when you understand that the floor, as it were, is lava. Because that leads to the second problem. Then the Christian says, I just want to get around this. I want to just walk around it. I don't want to have to take the moral high ground. I don't want to have to make disciplinary personal changes. I don't want to have to take ownership for the mess that I have made. I just want to walk around it to the door on the other side of the room and collect the money. And maybe, maybe sometimes you can. You just sweep it aside and move on. There is floor, and it's nice and level, and you just walk it. But the problem there, usually, is that you may get to where you wanted to go, but you haven't changed. You haven't had to overcome anything to get there. You haven't had to master any challenges. And of course, the next room, there won't be a floor, and you won't know what to do. So let's talk about how this shift in perspective on problems can benefit you and me. Number one, sometimes bad things happen and there's nothing you can do about it. There is no other way. You get COVID-19. You've got it. Somebody you love is battling an illness. You can't just ignore that that's existing. You have problems in your home. They exist. They may not be your fault, but they are your problem. If there was a way around those, if you could prevent them, I know that you would, so would I, but here they are. So what are our options? Option one, we just stand here and do nothing and see what happens. Let me tell you, the floor is lava. You will be submerged and overtaken by just staring at the obstacle, wishing it wasn't there. Trying to ignore it or go around it when it is an absolute in your life only multiplies the problem. But maybe, just maybe, it is the way forward. And all of the sudden, you look at this and say, this is what's going on in my life right now, and I know that I can get past it. I believe that we can see better things on the other side of it, whatever that looks like, but that can only happen if I address it, accept it, and try to master it. It goes back to something I know we've said before. If we spent less time staring at our problems or complaining about our problems, or trying to get around our problems, and we just addressed them and jumped on them and did our best to master them, we would have it behind us in no time. And by the way, you would be a better person. You would be a person who faced the problem. You would be a person who stood on top of it and stepped past it. It's not just about getting from A to B. It's who you are becoming as you conquer each obstacle along the path. So one of the things I would love to see you do is accepting when there's no floor, when the only way through is over these obstacles. So let's put a plan together 
and let's go after it. This is useful if you have a lot of debt or financial problems, if you are overweight or unhealthy and you're thinking, I wish I didn't have these temptations, I wish I didn't have these restrictions, I wish I didn't have these problems. You've got them. They are there. There is no way around it. So what are you going to do? So look, for me, that's kind of level one application. Sometimes there's no option except to handle these problems that you cannot go around. But here's level two, our second application. What if you became the kind of person who did have the option to go around it? You didn't have to climb on top of that ball. You didn't have to walk that narrow plank. You didn't have to swing on that rope to get to the other side. There is a floor, and you can just forget about all that and walk easily to the other side. What if you became the kind of person who wouldn't choose that? Number one, because you wouldn't learn anything. You wouldn't have accomplished anything. You wouldn't have become any better. And number two, like I said, in the next room, in the next stage of your life, there may not be a floor and you won't be ready. What if you had the option to go around the problems in your life, but you chose to address them anyway? And what if you could ignore those issues? Would that be good for you? We talked about the four categories earlier. You have a relationship breakdown in your life. There's still a floor there. I think I'll just walk around that thing again. Finance, fitness, and maybe even with your faith. I'll address that later. Really, there are a couple of problems there. First of all, later down the line, you may have to face it and not be ready. And secondly, usually when we ignore our problems and take the easy road, they don't go away. They oftentimes just get worse. Become the kind of person who isn't even interested in that option. Remember from James 1, rejoice when there is an obstacle. Choose it. By facing it and overcoming it, you build endurance. And endurance has its perfect result. It changes you. And that's what I want you thinking about. Don't look at the problems in your life as these terrible things that you wish weren't there. You may be facing the sobering truth, as Jana Levin said, there is no underlying path. Life is the obstacles. And then I'll just leave you with level three. Level one is courageously handling the obstacles that you cannot remove. Level two is actually choosing them for the purpose of growth. And maybe you even start placing some in your path. Maybe you say, take that easy floor walk away. I don't want it. I want to face this challenge. Get a grip on that attitude, and the next time things get hard, you'll keep going, even if there's no floor. Thank you so much for joining in today. If you enjoyed this program, consider sharing it with your family and your friends. As always, you can go to excelstillmore.life to sign up for the email, order the three-month journal, or just catch up on old episodes. And also, if you are looking for financial advice or future planning, give John Cunningham a call today, 205-913-1720. And remember this, whatever you choose to do today in the name of the Lord Jesus, excel still more.